The following is a Just Green production brought to you by the Might Be News Network. Hello, Joe Franz here from the Novak and Franz show slash podcast. I'm here with Brandon Novak. What's happening? I'm here with the president and CEO of Brandon Novak Worldwide Incorporated, CJ Schumar. Still an impressive title. And we, have, and we have our producer and engineer, Taylor Cooper. Hi, everybody. Okay. So I was really waiting to see what CJ's response was going to be to that title today. I was like... It's to the point where he's getting proud of it. Yeah. Like Before, he was very embarrassed, you know? Yeah. He was like, oh, shucks, you guys. But yeah. now he's like walking around like the man, dude. Is his chest well, pumped out when he just said whatever he said? <laughs> well, it's a better uh, title to have these days. What was your former title? No, when he was getting high and everything else. What was, it, what was your title? Whatever you decided to call it, since you change it up all the time. <laughs> and then whenever it, my name came out of his mouth, they were like, just like, fuck, here we go. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. I think well, it just means it's easier to be the president of Brandon Novak worldwide these days. Yes. Right? Oh, okay. I see what you mean. It's easier to deal with uh, a clean and sober Novak. Oh, 100%. Okay. Well, that I agree with. Oh, thanks God. <laughs> Thank God Franz agrees, boys. <laughs> Smooth sailing from here. Well, guys, we, 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 we got to get serious here because we're go- about to tackle a very, very important topic, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we're here to talk about STDs. Now, this is, this is very scary to some people, but we're here to um, educate the listeners, and uh, also uh, educate Novak because uh, he doesn't practice safe sex. You're like overly excited about the topic this week. Well, I did a lot More of research. More so than any other topic we've ever covered. It's Why? true. Well, okay, well, let me ask and you And you're question. single, so it's fucking weird. I know. Why are you so strung out on this STD thing? I don't even have sex. I don't know, I know. why I care. Um, well, okay, because there's a common misconception, I believe, about sex. I mean, it's said that sex is the most healthy human bodily function there is. It's an expression of love. Who and, says that? And intimacy. Everybody says it. Joe Bron says ask it. Ask a millennial. I've never. Millennials, the fuck do they know? Exactly. <laughs> That's half our audience. We take it. <laughs> retraction. I don't. <laughs> fuck that. Well, they say, look, sex is good for your heart. Who's they, though? The uh, Joe Franz. The, the, I, this is uh, come on. Let me just finish the intro for God's <laughs> sake. I can't it even matters. get this out. Okay. It matters. Okay. Well, okay. It, it's inarguable that sex uh, increases your estrogen and testosterone levels, right? Okay. They say a good sex life equals a healthy, well-balanced life. I agree with that. I disagree. <laughs> 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 and here's why. I did. I spent a week doing research. You don't even fuck. <laughs> you wouldn't even know. You have no you girlfriend. Don't, you don't have to have sex to know. Or do you? <laughs> you just said a healthy sex life leads to a... A healthy sex life equals a well-balanced life. Yes. Look at me. Do I look like I lead a well-balanced life Because you you don't fuck. Exactly. Look what he's wearing today. That's how I know. You disagreed, you told me. No, I disagree with you on whatever you say. You don't even remember what that was, so I got off the hook. Okay, so no, look. I got the statistics. You want facts? I got facts from the American Sexual Health Association, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and Planned Parenthood. Okay. Okay? They don't sound like experts to me. 
credible sources. <laughs> okay. serious, well, listen, serious. I was shocked okay. by what I found. I really was. I'm not kidding. That's why I'm so excited to okay. share this information. Okay, so um, I can test that there are many, many adverse effects of sexual behavior, and it's a fallacy that sex is a, is a, is a health, healthy bodily function. So let's start with the basic stats of STDs, or commonly also referred to as STIs, sexually transmitted infections. Okay, one out of, this is in America, right. which Europe demographic is very similar. So you, you, you Europeans, listen up, and our fellow Canadians, one in two sexually active persons will contract an STD by the age of 25. Okay. That's, wow. that's pretty scary. One in two. Yes. So um, nearly 20, 20 million new STDs occur every year in the United States of America. Uh, half of those are from young people from 15 to 24. God. That's, and, you know, I, I mean, Novak, when did you lose your virginity? At 16. But, you know, as you're reading these um, disclaimers, if you will, yeah. you know, I hear him over there say, wow, good God. And to me, it's like, who gives a shit? Only because, really? you know, I fucking shot up with AIDS heroin needles. Mm -hmm. uh, I had hepatitis for mm -hmm. years. Uh, I've, I've did everything you're not supposed to do mm -hmm. to where an STD was like hitting the lotto. As opposed to getting AIDS. Oh, I see. For the way that I carried or conducted business, if you will. Well, you would go and sell your blood. Yeah. Tell us about that. Um, so, because they, they do try, at least, you know, it's about harm reduction. Um, and, and when I was getting high, there was this facility in Baltimore, right off of Eager Street, East Baltimore, that they would pay you if you would give blood to them. Right, and you'd have to go three times. I'm sorry for a blood bank, or to to or just so junkies knew what kind of diseases they had. Yes, so they would pay. Hmm. No, I'm sorry, it was twice. You would go there once. They would pay you. They'd write you a check for twenty five dollars to take your blood. Then you would go back, and they would give you a check for forty dollars to give you the results. And you had to open the results in front of them? And yeah, it. they verbally gave them to you. And if you notice, they gave you more to come back and get the results. Yes. You know, because for me, I did not want to know the results. I really didn't want to know. Because you're sharing you're, needles and cookers? And in the new book that will be coming out, we talk about me shooting up with an AIDS-infected needle that I had found in a, on a, in a, in a shooting gallery of an abandoned house that mm -hmm. was littered with needles use needles on the floor. Mm -hmm. So I thought for sure that I had AIDS, like pretty goddamn sure. Well, so what would go through your mind when you went and sold your blood? Would you come back and get the $40 for no, the No, the, the, when I went, I went only on the premonition of giving the blood, right? My mind was like, oh, fuck it. I'll just go get the 25 now. I'll, I'm, I'm not going back for the results, right? I will not go back. So my plans were not to go back. But then I woke up one day, ill as a research monkey, sick as could be, dire straits of withdrawal. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I had $45 waiting for me. All I had to do was just go down and do the unthinkable, which was hear my results. Which is four bags of dope. Yeah. Would Immediate um, health <laughs> to be returned upon $45. You what, know what I mean? Like, what did you do? I, I did what I had to do, which was go get the results. So when he gave me the results, I said, look, is there any way... 
you could, if I do have AIDS, you could just not read it to me. Can you just not tell me? Like, cause I pretty much had accepted the fact that I had it. Mm-hmm. I really, really did. Um, and then he's goes, he gets the paperwork and they do not give you the check until after they read it to you. Mm-hmm. So there's no way I could get the check and just fucking bound do the old Irish goodbye. You know what I mean? Like I had to stick this one out and uh, I'm, I'm like trying to do everything I can to get him to give me some kind of wiggle room. And uh, he's like, well, look, here we go. I'm going to give you the good news first. You don't have AIDS. He's like, but the bad news, you have hepatitis. I'm like, fuck yes. Wow. So, so now, coming back to the point at hand of how I started this conversation, STDs of like a fucking syphilis, gonorrhea, hemorrhoids, hernias. <laughs> I'm like, dude, <laughs> sign me up. Yeah, you know, that was then, not now. Right. You right. know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just, I'm just so conditioned. Yeah. To to going there. It's not shocking. For that a guy yeah, like it's like the equivalent to a headache. <laughs> Take a fucking aspirin, you'll get better. Herpes, that's nothing. Yeah. That's a mere it, headache. It's not like it was. Like, I don't look at it that way now. Mm-hmm. I, I do see the severity in it, but uh, it doesn't hit me the same way it hits you. Well, let's see if it hit this caller because it looks like we have uh, someone calling in here. Um, hello, caller. Caller. <laughs> CJ. CJ keeping the pattern alive <laughs> he always fucks the first oh, one oh wow okay alright well let's go back to the stats here since CJ <laughs> dropped the call <clears throat> um, boy we rehearsed that too um, okay so the, the total uh, direct cost of STDs annually that it costs for medical treatment and all that stuff it's a huge industry in America actually 16 billion okay so so let's talk about the one very common STD that they didn't have when I was a kid, okay. HPV. I've heard of that. So we used to call it genital warts, right? But it's not called genital warts anymore. Um, but how it usually occurs is you have uh, uh, bumps, um, like raisin-sized bumps all over your genitalia area. Um, they can, they're large, raised or flat. Some can be as this big as- This is herpes, as, right, basically? No, no, herpes oh. is entirely different. Okay. These, like, imagine your penis covered in raisins. That's that's what okay. basically what this looks like, and it, it can go um, all over your uh, your rear end. Um, it can go down your throat, and so HPV is short for human uh, papilloma virus, and it's a group of 150 related viruses. It's pretty crazy, and it's it's really common. Oh, okay, we got a caller here. Let's see if they had HPV. All right, so we're gonna try this again. Hello, caller. Hello? Oh, you made it on the Novak and Franz show. Oh, shit, it's my lucky day. <laughs> or I don't unlucky. know if I go that far. <laughs> so, Todd. <laughs> yeah. Um, first of all, uh, Dream Seller, dude, that was like, it's literally the only book I ever actually read the whole thing. Um, wow, wow. Right. But awesome. anyway, anyway, now that I'm done getting like all your compliments, um, I have a really fucked up STD story. Okay. Please do. Okay, so I was uh, driving. I was, um, I was like, I just, I was in media. I like work around the Philadelphia area, and I just happened to be in media at the time. And I get this text message. It's like a recent sexual partner has tested positive for an STD. Um, we recommend that you get checked. Like, 
checking is the only way to assure that you're saying like I'm running through the scenarios in my head. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, do I, do I drive off a bridge? Like, do I call my dad? Do like, what, like, what do I do? And I'm freaking the fuck out. Is is this a text text message that you got? Yeah, dude. And then, and then I I, uh, Googled it and I was like, I was like, is this real? Like, can this happen? And it said, yeah, sure enough. Like there's like anonymous text lines. Like the people can like text in and tell you to, get checked or whatever. Oh my so anyway, God. I'm like full blown freaking the fuck out. And I, uh, like I, I was in media. So I, I just go to the, the planned parenthood in media and, uh, I'm like, I need to get checked out. I'm like, I need to get checked out like now. And they're like, Oh, well, it takes about seven to 10 business. I'm like, no, I don't have that. I don't have that time. And they're like, <laughs> and I'm like, I, I need it now. So they're like, okay, well we do $45, $45 rapid testing. Like, like, like immediate. And I'm like, fuck it, dude. It could be $145. Like, like sign me up. Yeah. Anyway, I swipe my card, swipe my card. Uh, fucking like I'm waiting in the, in the waiting room. And as they call my name, I'm not going to say it, but they, they say my name and, and I'm like, like getting up to go in there. I get a text from my buddy, Adam fucking dickhead. He was like, yo, what's up? And I just knew it right when he texted me. I was like, nothing why he was like oh, i just want to let you know uh, i sent you a text earlier today and it was a false positive i'm like you motherfucker oh my god dude that that is <laughs> yeah. cruel yeah right huh. that is cruel but anyway guys dude keep it up man podcast is dope you guys rock thanks like, brother thanks appreciate it man have a good one yeah, later Late. you know brandon when we made the movie ming hags we, we me and uh me and Joe Chioto did that to one of the guys in the crew. Um, he had sex with his girl, in, uh, and she was from Brazil. Mm. And um, he called us to brag that he had sex with her. And we were like, well, aren't you scared that, uh, that you got her pregnant? And he said, no, that's impossible, the way that they had sex. And I said, well, why did you have sex that way? And he said, because we didn't have a condom. And so we were like, dude, that girl's from Brazil, the AIDS capital of the world. Chiodo's the easy mark. Right. You well, well, no, no. believe anything. Well, no, no. Chiodo helped us play it on someone who we won't mention. Oh, okay. So, um, so it turned. So Missy Bam's wife at the time had a phone that she hadn't hooked up. So we start texting the dude and say, "This is Marta." So he's all, he's all nervous and everything. This chick's name was Marta, and we're like, <laughs> "This is Marta." I have something to tell you. Oh, I'm going to call you tomorrow. I want you to be sitting tomorrow. down. Yeah. <laughs> 24 hours. So he starts he starts convulsive. He starts going into convulsions Rightfully and, so. and, and and texting, "What do you have? What do you have? I need to know." <laughs> and I was like, "Dude, this is too mean. We got to let him know." Yeah. And, and we got him drunk for free for about a week. Did you um, let him know like then and there? Yeah, yeah, we let him know then and there. Oh, wow. We let him sweat for about 15 minutes, and I was like, dude, he's going to have a heart attack, man. What we're going we're gonna to kill our producer. That's great. <laughs> Looks like we got another caller here. Hello, caller. What's up, guys? How you doing? Good, brother. How are you? Pretty good. Um, so I have uh, plenty of STD stories. but um, <laughs> Plenty? Start yeah. Your- <laughs> so I can go with the first one. Um, when I was 17, the first night I tried cocaine. This uh, chick took me over the bridge to this ghetto area, to this ghetto housing, and she uh, gave this crackhead a fucking crack rock to suck me off, and then I ended up wait, 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 wait. This, no is, this is your first night doing cocaine? Yes, for sure. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, go ahead. 
And I uh, went into this building and she gave this crackhead, this black crackhead lady, a crack rock to suck my dick. And then I ended up fucking her with no condom. And my, this crack dealer that was Is my friend. Is this what you wanted was, to do? Were you out to like get a blowjob or, or was this yeah, like. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. I wanted to lose my virginity. So oh, okay. I was just like, fuck it. You, you know, and I was all hopped up. So I was like, whatever, you know. Right, okay. sure. And, and you, uh, obviously, the first thing you do when the first time you do coke is you want to lose your virginity to a crack whore. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. Well, uh, my my friend, the dealer, she paid this this crackhead a crack rock, and so she did all this stuff. And she was lesbian though, so she stayed in the room and watched while it all went down. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, that was kind of awkward a little bit, you know. And I was like, no condom, crackhead to turn around and look and see this chick feeling herself, you know. No condom. No condom. Yeah, that's right. Okay. No condom. <laughs> Straight <laughs> raw dog and. That fucking haunted me for like eight years until I finally like nutted up to go get a blood test, you know? <laughs> eight years! <laughs> oh, no! Um, and what did the test come back with? Oh, negative. Negative, okay. for sure. I lucked out. I was praying for it, and I was just like, it gave me anxiety for like a long time. You don't a say. long time. I was, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know? I mean, I got gonorrhea before, too. How'd you but, get that? Uh, just this chick that I was fucking, like, all my buddies were fucking her, too. Um, yeah. At the same it time? Didn't, didn't, um, no, 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 no. Well, yeah, not this, not at the same time, at the same moment, but, like, within the same, like, time frame, you know? How long was the time frame? Like a week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds like an interesting girl. Yeah, and uh, I had to go to the clinic because it burns when I peed, and I had to go fucking get checked out and get medicine and shit, and yeah, it was just not good. What was your fear level? Uh, was it, once it starts to burn when you pee, did you get any discharge or anything like that? Yeah, a little bit. What was your fear level on the scale of 1 to 10? Um, not like a 2 or a 3. Nothing compared to, you know, a raw dog and a crack whore, you know. <laughs> yeah. I thought I had AIDS for a long time because wow. I couldn't gain weight either. I was skinny as fuck. And, yeah. Well, were you still doing tons yeah. of blow? Um, no, no, no. I, I wasn't even doing tons of blow. Like, that was my first night of doing cocaine, you know. I didn't really, like, get into it. You know, I'm sober now, like, seven years. So. Oh, wow. But, Congrats. Yeah, for sure. And that's what I was just, like, yeah. It, it was just a crazy night, you know? I do know. <laughs> I yeah, do know. <laughs> Maybe the reason that you had that experience was God's way of dissuading you from ever doing cocaine again. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Honestly, <laughs> I could. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, All right, man. Well, thanks for calling. Yeah, with thank that, you. So, uh, that was great. Black rock horror story. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Thank you, guys. Right on. Cheers. All right, later. Wow, gonorrhea. So, so is that what he said he had gonorrhea? Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, yeah. gonorrhea can be tricky because you or your partner may never show a symptom. Um, so some of the symptoms are so slight that you you won't even notice them. Um, so uh, some some people um, feel pain uh, uh, feel pain and burning when they pee. Abnormal discharge uh, from the vagina that will be yellowish or bloody. A woman will pee in between periods. Oh, here's something very interesting pulled from the Planned Parenthood website. It says, people with penises 
are more likely to have symptoms if they have gonorrhea. So the reason they phrase, so rather than say men, they'll say people with penises because. Transgender, the whole deal. Yes. Which Trump's trying to do away with. Oh, is he? Yeah. He wants to, you're defined by the body parts that you have when you were born. Medically, I could see why they would do that because for statistical purpose, they have to classify male and female. Um, however, all my friends in the transgender community, yeah. you have all my support. Absolutely. Keep partying. Um, but um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so that's, that's one of the scary things about gonorrhea is that you can have it and never even know it. Um, in 2015, nearly 400,000 cases were reported. And that's just, that's just what was reported. Um, it can also lead to pelvic inflammatory disease. One in eight women um, will have who who experience gonorrhea will have trouble getting pregnant. Hmm. Yeah, which is that's that's frightening. Um, syphilis is one you don't hear about that much anymore. But did you know back in the day, until they came up with the vaccine in the forties, far more many people died of syphilis than do, than did of AIDS at its height. I feel like in the 40s, they were just dying regardless because they had no, like, medical fucking stuff. You know what I mean? Well, there weren't a lot of vaccines were new back then. Um, you know, syphilis is crazy because it can actually lead to the slow deterioration of your entire body. It starts with genital ulcers. You get a fever. It's sick get, in the you 40s. You're rashes. just fucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it actually, the sores on your body become so big that they would have prosthetic noses and stuff for people because their noses would actually fall off. Um, it, and to this day, syphilis, although we have a vaccine, it affects 700,000 people in the United States every year. Um, 1.6 million pregnancies a year are terminated because of syphilis. Um, in 2015, it costs... A, over 100,000 deaths in America. Um, in, in back before they had the vaccine, um, for, we had a population of 133 million people in the United States. And um, six, uh, there were 600,000 cases in 19, between 1941 and 1943. 600,000 cases where we have a population of 133 million. That's pretty crazy. That's nuts. Yeah. And that's all for syphilis, you said? Yeah, yeah. That's just syphilis alone. It was, it was far worse than AIDS ever was. Um, it's uh, it's interesting. Oh, is that a call? Okay, looks like we got another caller yeah, here. Like okay. When we come back, I'll tell you about the Tuskegee studies. <laughs> so um yeah, uh, hello <laughs> see him look at you like fuck you i got it <laughs> hello caller yeah what's going on not too much brother on yep i oh. can't really hear you guys you sound crazy far away okay how's that sound that's a little better <laughs> okay would you have a story for us hell yeah man so uh I'm from Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, by the way. I saw you guys had a 717 number. It made me laugh, so I was like, fuck, I'll call. <laughs> <laughs> wow. um, 
Yeah, so uh, I went to IUP. That's uh, It's a school like an hour outside of Pittsburgh and a uh, big party school. I ended up hooking up with this sorority chick through just a random string of events. And this chick literally, like, I woke up the next morning and my throat was just, it, it felt funny. Like, my throat was just weird. And lo and behold, over the course of a week, another week, another week, it never got better. It was almost like I had, like, a fuzzball stuck in my fucking throat. So after, uh, after a, a multitude of my glands swelling up in my throat and everything, I mean, I was on a camping trip in a remote location and my throat literally swelled closed and it had been doing that all through my, my freshman year of college. So after it happened again, and this was five months after I hooked up with the chick, I was like, yo, I, I, I went to an ear, nose and throat doctor. And he ended up telling me, he's like, oh, my God, we need to take your tonsils out immediately. It, I don't remember the name of the actual STD, but I caught some crazy random STD, I guess, from eating this chick out. Total wow. prostitute. Pretty impressive. And uh, I had my tonsils out, and then I had horrible complications with my tonsillectomy. Like, the scabs on the back of my throat from them cauterizing my tonsils off never healed, and I was coughing up blood and spitting up blood for, I was bedridden for over a month because of this chick. <laughs> wow. And uh, I ended up, yeah, I ended up after, I, and I tell people to this day, it's like getting a tonsillectomy, especially mine, it was the worst experience of my fucking life. And I've done a lot of awful things. But um, I ended up seeing the chick in the quad the following year because that, that tonsillectomy was in June. So I was home for summer. And uh, I ended up seeing her in the quad and completely just reaming her out. She was with a bunch of her sorority sisters oh, and no. they, they they all were just rolling on the ground in the quad laughing and they <laughs> was ended she up denying it or uh, was I forget. She, what was she doing was she denying the fact oh no she wasn't denying it she was red in the face like total, total it was i mean it was a smear campaign i just let her have it i was yelling literally yelling at her from like five ten feet away because it was just like i said it was the worst experience of my fucking life and the sex was god awful like, oh, that's really. Oh, was, so it wasn't yeah, even remotely worth fish. What was what was bad about the sex? She was a fucking fish, man. She just laid there, did absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe she was in too much pain from the, her her chlamydia. Yeah, I, I, no. See, the thing is, I don't think that it was chlamydia. <laughs> I would have remembered that, but it was some crazy fucking weird disease that made my tonsils literally like swell up. <laughs> oh my god. Did, uh, yeah, because like I said, when I was on like that camping trip, I woke diseases. up in my tent gasping for air because like my, my throat was literally closing and my friends had to like rip their Jeep down this mountain 45 minutes to get, get me help because I was literally like fighting for air. I had <laughs> the same thing happen when I was seven years old while eating crabs. I had an infection from the Old Bay seasoning and it closed my throat. I gasped for air and they said if I was like five minutes later to get to the hospital, I would have died. Really? Sounds like a very similar Holy thing shit. you've uh, encountered from Dirty Pussy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Couldn't breathe, yeah. gasping for air. Fucking, I'm impressed. So what, what advice do you have uh, for our listeners, caller? <laughs> Can't wait to hear this. <laughs> my, my advice would be to uh, limit your drinking when you're in a social environment with a lot of females and you're looking to score so that you can actually, like, Try and weave your way through the crowd and find the right chick. Don't find the prostitute. Well, I was I was already three <laughs> sheets to the wind and just plucked this random girl. Literally, like didn't you know? So let's say let's say you weren't 
as you say, three sheets to the wind and you were fairly sober, would you have looked at the very same woman who gave you this rare STD and said, nope, not her. She has an STD. Probably not, no. She was good looking. So that's the thing. STDs don't have fucking faces or particular looks. There's really no way to like weed out, bob and weave like, you know. I have a friend who has HIV and you look at him, yeah. you would never, ever in a million years guess it, you know, and, and it's oh, a pretty absolutely. scary thing, I, you know, so that just made me think, you know, mm-hmm. and fuck, I oh, think yeah, hot man. people have a lot of STDs because they fuck a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know what, that's, I, I never thought about it that way. Yeah. Um, wow. Well, you know, they say that, that uh, for AIDS example, uh, for example, a woman is twice as likely to have it as a man. So I remember when I went for my first test, uh, the, the nurse scared the hell out of me because I said, well, I'm less likely to have it. She says, no, honey, you're twice as likely to get it because women are twice as likely to have it. So I was like, what? So I should have sex with men? She says, no, then you're even more likely to get it. I was like, well, which is it? Yeah. <laughs> either damn way, either do, way I'm a loser. Yeah. Um, well, thank you very much, <laughs> caller. We, we really appreciate you calling in and sharing your sordid tale. Yeah, thanks, man. Absolutely, dude. I just got back from Greece and I went to um, I went to uh, the Holy Mountain, which is called uh, Mount Atheo, and it's all these different monasteries and all that live on these uh, all that all that lives on this island in these monasteries are monks. No women, no women live on this island. They are not allowed. If you go, you're, 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 you, you could possibly face two years of imprisonment. Like women are not allowed on this mountain. Mm-hmm. And uh, I talked to the monks and I said, how do you do it? Uh, like, how do you not fuck? How do you not want to fuck? Like how do, you, how do you not? And they're like the power of prayer. They like do this whole thing and, and, and turn it over to their higher power, which I guess they choose to call God. And, 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 a, the desire has been lifted, removed, and then they said that like they wouldn't even work if they did try to have sex. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't understand. Like that's a whole other level that I'm just not at, you know. Uh, but I believe it. Well, your sexual behavior changes through your sexual experiences. So if you have a lack of of sexual experiences, then you really have nothing to go off of. So um, I, I would guess that a pattern of impotence might befall any sexual behavior. I agree. I mean, it was weird because I was on this uh, island for four days. Not one woman. It, none. None, none, none. Uh, I didn't even know. There was tons of cats. The, the island was littered with cats. And I was even looking at the cats because there was this whole thing where like – no women are allowed on this island. Are there girl cats? I didn't see any. I, I mean, I, there was tons. Some then there was kittens too, so there had to be. You're right. Okay. Um, but <laughs> why were you looking at the cats? To see because they were so headstrong on like no females on this island, no females, no females, no females. And then I just thought maybe that went with the oh, animals okay. too. Yeah, oh, I see what you mean. Um, but the point of me saying all this is that. When I got back uh, to to the mainland off the island and we got off the boat and I saw like a few women there meeting the, the guys that were on this island, I was like, wow. You know what I mean? Like it's just, you forget how much women 
can motivate you, I mm-hmm. guess, take up your everything. Well, they could, yeah. Well, just looking at a woman can change your entire body body chemistry in a moment. It did. You when know? I got back, I'm like, fuck. I was like a kid in a candy store. That's one of the reasons people say pornography is is so damaging um, to your love life because you're, when you look at a pornographic movie, your body goes through a series of changes with your endorphins and hormones and right. your mind is actually tricked into you get the same experience as you do from being with a woman, which is, um, which is sad because, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, other rewards you can get from being with a woman other than sex. So basically all you're doing is getting the orgasm and you're missing like the walks in the park, the dinner dates, everything that leads a up a movie, the process, a conversation. Yeah. 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 I, I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it looks like we got to go to a break and we'll be right back after we learn about this, 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 this. Check out Relatable Radio on the Might Be News Network on iTunes and SoundCloud. New episodes every Tuesday. Oh, uh, this is a mom confession all right i forgot to pick landon up from school <laughs> only one day That's one only- day okay all right but i was at the bus stop i forgot to pick him up at school so you were so making an I effort was- it's not like you're out partying right, right. Were- yeah this is ruined mm-hmm. and it's bringing up you know he in 30 years he's gonna bring that up to you it was awful like it was 30 minutes late and the teacher's like oh i told him you were late because you're probably going back to school night for your kindergarten and i was like oh <laughs> yes <laughs> Yes, that's so nice. Oh. That's exactly why I was late. I wasn't watching Ellen. No. No, of course no, not. No, I didn't make coffee and sit on the couch. No, not at all. Ah, that was music to my ears. Well, we're back here with the Novak and Rounds podcast, and uh, a lot of people don't understand um, what uh, the race actually has a lot to do with um, with what kind of STDs you might get. For example, in the case of chlamydia. Um, so, okay, so if you look at STDs by race, okay, so if you're black, for 100,000 people, 1,500 black people will get chlamydia sometime in their life. Um, 800 um, American Indian or Native Americans, 600 Hispanic for 100,000, and 200 whites for 100,000. So I think that's pretty interesting. Um, I guess the reasons for that are many. Um, I would imagine that the conditions that, that lead to unprotected sex are socioeconomic, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, but, but chlamydia in itself is very interesting because I always thought it was just something that women get and men just carry around. It's actually extremely damaging. Um, 1.4 million chlamydia cases are reported every year. And one out of 15 sexually active teenage girls from 14 and 19 has a chlamydia infection. One out of 15 sexually active girls from 14 to 19 has chlamydia right now. Um, and it, it's extremely damaging. Um, it's a bacteria that infects the cervix um, and, it, and um, it can pass 
through, you know, so you go through your the bleeding and the discharges and, and the, the painful urination and all that stuff, but the infection can spread up towards the fallopian tubes and it can cause infertility. Um, it's, it's very, very damaging and a, um, a lot of people don't know they have it. Um, so, Novak, any... Uh, I have nothing. Yeah? I have absolutely nothing. I This isn't something that I think about. I'm Is not well no? versed in it. I don't... I, I don't. It just doesn't have an effect on you. Well, no. Well, how about okay? Well, so well, let's talk about hepatitis then, because that's something that you did have, mm-hmm. and um, the road that led. Now, hepatitis is a fatal disease. Mm-hmm. If you don't die of anything else and you contract hepatitis, you will die of hepatitis. Essentially, what it does is it's an inflammatory condition of the liver, mm-hmm. um, and it can lead to viral infections and the decreased functionality of your liver. So, bile production. Um, uh, and, and your liver actually acts as like a, a, a filter, yeah. you know, a, of everything that goes through your body. Of it's all a very poisons. important facet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, from a beer yeah. to some of the toxins in an apple. Yeah. Um, do, do we, is that a caller? Do you want to go to the call? Yeah, you yeah, yeah let's this? go to the call. When we get back, uh, Novak, you got to tell everyone how you were cured hepatitis because it was a miracle. Yeah. Um. I remember how frightened you were with that hepatitis. Jesus, you had it for years. Yeah, I did. And CJ is hooking up the call. He's inserting the call. Hello, caller. Hello, caller. They disconnected patience. From patience is a virtue, caller. So, Novak, so earlier in the show, you told us how you found out you had hepatitis. Yeah. And... At the time, you weren't that disparaged. You thought it was actually good news that you didn't yeah, have AIDS. It was AIDS. like I hit the lotto that day. But as like time, mega millions, yeah. As time went on, yeah, I, because I, I I refused to allow myself to stop drinking or drugging. You know what I mean? Like I would stop drugging, but I would continue to drink. Uh, I I would always drink. If, if nothing else, I was still drinking like a fish, and I had basically accepted in my mind, in my heart of hearts. That when it was time for me to go, for me to meet my maker, it was going to be almost like my father's death. Like I, not thinking about it now, I really felt like, I, yeah, I felt like I was going to go out just like my dad did. And how my dad went out was a, a very slow, lonely, painful death in a hospital bed by himself with no one there. And 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 they called me to as to say, is it okay if we do not resuscitate? Right, like, and I didn't give a shit, and, and I, so I basically felt like the tables were going to turn, and I was going to be my father. I was going to end up in a hospital bed uh, with liver failure, liver, you know, hepatitis, the the the, um, the whole deal with the liver, just giving out cirrhosis of the liver, and uh, and just be a, a long, slow, agonist, painful death, and 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 that's how it was going to be. be because I, totally. you were you were at the the lowest point in your addiction at the time. Between uh, heroin, pills, just about everything else, and your lifestyle was so unhealthy, yeah. you were to the point when you were very angry with everyone. You, you couldn't, just like my father. Yeah, think mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. That was what my father was, and I. I that's kind of what I was setting myself up for, and I. I was very happy-go-lucky for the most part, but in the back of my mind, and I built this like big, deep, thick wall up. Um, 
to where denial was like reality for mm -hmm. me. I just really chose to not accept that this was going to be the reality, but it was that, that when it happened, that's how it was going to be. And you got cured. So well, let's go to the caller and then we'll come back with how yeah. Brandon Novak got cured of hepatitis, which is a miracle. Hello, caller. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's Good. happening? Good, buddy. What's your story? Good. All right. My story was that um, it was like a while back ago, my mom's friend um, that passed away, I had a dream that she was um, actually getting taken away. And I found out like two days ago that she passed away. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay. Um, now that's what it is. It's like premonition that things that could happen. Yes. Okay, and does anyone in this story get an yeah. STD? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's cool. Well, it was like, basically, it was like the, it was like the whole thing shook me to the bone. I was like, uh, okay. I thought he was going to say he fucked scared. his mother's dead friend and walked away with STD. <laughs> no, <laughs> not. Uh, uh, no. Okay. Well, uh, well uh, <laughs> keep on keeping on. Yeah, thanks, brother. God bless you. Cheers. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I thought you'd leave me confused after a conversation, Franz. Someone didn't read the topic <laughs> or watch the video, apparently. <laughs> so call now. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was good. He wants the concert tickets, too. <laughs> I can't wait to tell these guys this. Sorry for your loss and all that. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> it made him think, he said. I, yeah, well, hey. Shook him to the bone. Um, <laughs> So, Brandon, uh, so how did you end up getting cured of hepatitis? So one time I, I don't know how I ended up going to the hospital, but I ended up going to the hospital and uh, a liver specialist, right? And, I, and I, I wasn't, I got out of rehab and I had stopped shooting heroin and cocaine and pills and all that, but I was just drinking wine. So in my mind, I was doing better, right? And mm -hmm. I was living healthier, making a conscious effort to, at least in my mind, so I decided while on this newfound health kick, although I was still drinking like a fish, I was going to go and have my liver checked out because I knew it had been some time since I had my levels checked and I wanted to see where that was. Um, so when I went, there was this nurse that came out, like the, you know, the, the chick that always helps the doctor, like the doctor's helper. The assistant or the fellow. Yeah, yeah. like she writes, he says, okay, we need to give him a 90, whatever. She writes the scripts, he signs them like, Right. Yeah, she follows him around. That deal. He has the folder and, and kind of briefs him on, like, my history. I see. So I come out, and it's uh, I'm in the waiting room, and this young chick, she's probably about 32 to 38. She's got a nose ring, pretty girl. She's like, hey, I read your book. It was one of the best books I've ever read in my life. She said, So then she says, come on back. The doctor's waiting. I get back in the doctor's room and he comes in and he goes, hey, I understand we have a celebrity here. And because she had told him all about my book and my whole deal. And, and I said, no, I'm just an alcoholic trying to stay sober. And uh, he goes into this whole spiel. He says, so you have hepatitis. Uh, what would you say if I were to offer you uh, a pill you take once a day for 90 days there is a 98% success rate 
um, that will absolutely cure you of hepatitis C. Uh, it, it will not show in your levels and, and you'll be cleared of it. What would you say to that? And I said, I'd say that sounds too good to be true. He said, yeah, that's what most people say. Um, because that treatment costs $1,000 a day. Yeah, he says so. For 100 days. Yeah. Now, I was in there on a Thursday. This had just gotten cleared on a Tuesday by the FDA. A new medication. Yeah, called Harvoni. Okay. Tuesday, the FDA approved this medication. I'm there on a Thursday. I had missed my first two previous appointments. Being uh, the good junkie that you were. Yeah, I yeah. missed those appointments. And if I would have missed this one today, he was not going to reschedule me, he told me. But if I would have made it to the first two, I never would have been there to be offered this new miracle drug that had just been passed on a Tuesday. Wow. I'm now on a Thursday there, right? Uh, and, uh, and he says, well, here's the hiccup. FDA just approved it Tuesday. Today's Thursday. Uh, insurance companies don't know what to do with this, and Congress is up in arms. You're sober. Uh, she, my assistant, has read your book. She says it's one of the best books she's ever read in her life. We understand that you're somewhat of a public figure. So what would you say if I asked you to be the face of this medication? And oddly enough, I, I, I didn't want to do it because at the time I, I was so consumed by my addiction that I was keeping everything so secret that I did not want to be the face uh, uh, of a hepatitis carrying person because I didn't see a way out. You know what I mean? I, I, I thought that like this was me for the rest of my life. There was no overcoming this obstacle. Of your addiction. Yes. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to do, and then a lot of people in my life, I'm not going to say their names, but a lot of, well, a few people in my life that I really cared about did not, and, and, and I argued with these people, they did not want me to go on TV and do interviews for this medication. Well, because publicly they were associated with you at the time, you know, yes. we, we were doing the Radio Bam show for Sirius XM, and um, in the films we were making at the time, they were seen with you. Mm -hmm. So they would have been implicated as someone who's having a sexual relationship with uh, a victim of hepatitis. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, but now on the flip side, I wanted this medication because it was a 98% success rate, right? Mm -hmm. So in my mind, if I'm not the poster boy for this new medication, this groundbreaking medication, the doctor's not going to be too eager to get this passed for me. Right. A $100,000 medication that will save it's your life. It's a $1,000 a pill, um, 90 pills. They, this isn't the kind of medication where they write you a script, you go down to the CVS and you pick it up. They FedEx you three packages 30 pills per package and you have to sign for them, right? Like you just can't go pick them up from the pharmacy. And, and, uh, they're not available. No, they, they're personally delivered to you. You sign for them and you only get them in 30, in a, pills of 30. Mm -hmm. um, so I said, I'd love to do this, right? What, what do we do? What do we do? He said, okay, go downstairs, have your blood work done. 
I know from my mother working in the hospital that when you want to get something like this passed, it's all about how the doctor writes the request yes. to have the script approved yes. for the potential client. So uh, I went, I had the blood work. And like two weeks later, I was on tour with Bam, Fuckface Unstoppable. And I remember we were in San Francisco. Bam's band, Fuckface Unstoppable. Yeah. So, so now you're... You're in a tour bus. Oh, I'm back you're, to partying like crazy. You're touring the, touring but now, the United States. You're- the, the doctor said to me, he said, I had him sold hook, line, and sinker that I was completely sober, right? Because he's a big fan of the book. Well, he's not a fan. He His assistant's a humongous fan. There so. was, yeah, there was always a facade of, yeah, I'm sober now. I'm the yeah. face of sobriety. And now he wants to be the face of this medication. So I got to keep this dream going that I'm the poster boy. Yes. For recovery, your medication that cures hepatitis, blah, blah, blah. Um, so he goes in to tell me about the story about the medication that you are not even to take an aspirin. You cannot take anything for these 90 days while you're taking this pill. Nothing, Mm -hmm. not a vitamin, nothing. This pill and that is it. For the first 30 days, I'm drinking wine like it's water while taking the pill. For the remaining 60 days, I'm shooting tons of heroin, cocaine, and drinking the wine. Right, so I'm doing everything that dictates it should not work. Everything you're doing is exactly what is exactly what you yeah. want to do if you want to interfere with the cure. Yes, that will save your life. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'm in San Francisco. I get a phone call from the doctor. He said, "Mr. Novak, I want to let you know you've been approved for the medication." So I'm like, all right, here we go. But now I'm on tour. I'm drinking loads of wine, sniffing tons of cocaine, Xanax, heroin when I can get it. It's hard to do when I'm around Bam and all those guys. Long story short, I come back. I continue to take the pill religiously because I knew that this was like the only shot I was ever going to have to rid myself of the realization that I've come to accept that my death will be just like my dad's Mm -hmm. in a lonely hospital room by myself, Mm -hmm. regretting every decision I had made saying, why didn't I do it different? This was it. And I was still fucking it up, but you know, well, who knows? So long story short, I do the 90 pills, 90 days. Then I go to treatment. A few months after. And I'm in treatment and, and they asked me something. And I said, yeah, I just did the Harvoni medication. Um, and they said, well, we need to take you to Quest Diagnostics, which is the, where they, the lab place to do your blood work. And we're, we're going to draw your blood and, and see it. And your doctors will send the, the, the results to your doctors and we'll see where the levels are and we'll see if it's visible. So I'm I'm like in my mind again as I've accepted that it's still gonna be there. I mean I was shooting tons of heroin and cocaine, drinking wine, everything I wasn't supposed to do I was doing in abundance. And I'm sitting in detox. I'll never forget it. We're out front of Today Incorporated. We're having a circle, and and there's these outside speakers. It was around seven thirty at night. They have a bonfire in the middle, and I'm sick. I got all these blankets on me. It's in the middle of the summer, but I'm I'm withdrawing. And all of a sudden, they say, Mr. Novak, you have a phone call. I go in and say, it's your doctor. And I get on the phone with the doctor, and he said, I, I want you to know that uh, your hepatitis is not detectable. I said, what? And I knew it was different to that point, being in my 13th treatment center. I knew things were different, but I wasn't voicing that to anybody because I had always done that before. Yeah. I had always cried wolf. And I knew that my, my words held no weight. But what, 
would hold weight were my my actions, my walk, right? Not my talk. So so he said, uh, he said, now this doesn't mean that you're cured. What this means is that it is not detectable right now. We will not know if you're truly cured until six months. Six months go by if you're not detected. It's either three or six months. I forget exactly. Because the effects weren't traceable. It could be in recession. Exactly. Yes. So, but, but so that was, I was like, dude, I not only, this is like my 38th chance at a new life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But this was different because I had always like narrowly escaped uh, an overdose, a, a gunshot, a, a stabbing, you know, whatever it was. But this, like, I really got a new lease on life. It was like I had a liver transplant. You know? I recall that. It was the uh, late spring of 2015. Yeah. 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 And so I'm sitting outside with blankets on around a bonfire, freezing like I'm in the Antarctica and it's in the spring. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I was that sick and, and, and just so out of it. But when they told me that, I'm like, it was just another thing that reiterated to me that that there is something more out there than just me doing for me because I, I'm not capable of doing left to my own devices. They say, take this pill for 90 days. Do not even take an aspirin. What do I do? I drink at least a bottle of wine a day. I shoot at least a hundred dollars worth of heroin and cocaine mixed a day. I, I'm not capable of following directions. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like for that to happen, for me to even take that pill 90 days consecutively in a row is a miracle. Mm-hmm. Not a left, not alone like the drugs now. You know, like so many things were not in my favor mm-hmm. that I'm like, dude. Well, the part that always amazes me about the whole thing with you taking that pill for 90 days is if you missed one, that's your one shot. It's over. You can't start over again. Yeah. And you doing everything you did, did it for 90 days straight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember because I was staying at Bam's house and I was staying at Barback's house. I had no fixed place of residency, right? I didn't have no, I had, there was nothing that was mine. Um, so when I was going out, I would only take two or three pills with me and I would guard them with my life. I would never bring that whole pill bottle out. Like, you know, that was, yeah, it was, uh, it was insane. I, I had enough common sense to know not to do that. And I remember one time getting a phone call from you where you're like, I have to get to Barback's house by three o'clock today. I, um, I've been at BAMS for a couple of days. I don't have another one of those uh, pills. I need to get there ASAP. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were telling me that. He would call you panicking and crying. Yeah. Saying, I, I need this pill. I need this pill. Fuck, I left it somewhere. Or I, I can't get to it. Please, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. Yeah. And he would. He, CJ saved your life. Thank him. And he's did it multiples of times. <laughs> Fuck. But the, this I, is the thanks he gets. Whenever he drops a call, he gets ridiculed. The, the thanks that he gets is he is the chairman, the president, the CEO of the Novak National Foundation. Of who the fuck knows? It's so big, I lose how, how to say that. Um, I, I saved the pill bottles, though. You know what I mean? Like it's Oh, it. did you? Yeah. I have one pill bottle. I don't know where the other two went. Um, I mean, you look it up online at that time to go get us. If you were to just cash pay for a script of Harvoni at... At CVS, I, I remember Bam doing it because he couldn't believe it. Um, it was like one hundred and thirty-eight thousand dollars. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I know someone. I know someone who's paying that. Yeah, and it's it's financially killing him. But he's like, I got to do it. I'm, I'm hawking everything. I I mean, sold and it my works. House, it's sold. worth it. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, thank God. You know. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, hepatitis is insane. I didn't know there was hepatitis. Okay, so there's hepatitis A, B, C. There's hepatitis D and E. Really? Yeah. What is E? Um, uh, the worst is C, correct? Um, yes. Hep uh, well, hepatitis E is a waterborne disease caused by the hepatitis uh, E virus. Um, it's found mainly in areas with poor sanitation and typically results in uh, um, fecal matter. It, it comes from fecal matter in the water supply. Well, they say hepatitis so, is not a sexually transmitted disease. It can, you you can get it you can get it uh, through abusing your body and and rapid deterioration of the liver. You can get it through sex, absolutely one hundred percent. Most people get it through blood sharing of needles, yes. that kind of thing. But you can get hepatitis A or B. But a lot of drugs a lot of drug users don't realize this. Cocaine is a huge uh, cause of the spread of hepatitis A and B. With the bills, yes. sharing the bills, yes, sticking your, yeah, you know, you're sticking a a, a a straw up your nose. It has someone's mucus all over it. You're putting up there. I, that's it's not exactly like having sex with someone, but it's pretty close. As as uh, as close as uh, it's a mild way of transmitting the disease. Okay, yeah. So um, so it looks like we're running out of time here. But I wanted to uh, I wanted to br touch on AIDS very briefly. Um, 1.1 million in the U.S. are currently living with HIV. Um, for those of you who don't know, HIV is obviously that's what causes you to get AIDS, which is um, a series of cancers, and you usually end up dying of pneumonia when when you have uh, when you, when you get AIDS. But HIV basically breaks down your entire immune system. Um, you now have the inability to fight off diseases, and usually the first one that, that gets you is is pneumonia. Um, there was a guy, there was an, a doctor who, in the 1990s, did not believe, he was an, a, uh, an HIV denier. Um, he actually, what's his name here? Oh, Dober, Dr. Robert Wilner. Um, he injected himself with the AIDS virus. He didn't wow. believe it exists because back then a lot of people were convinced because the cure, the treatments for HIV were so severe that he was convinced and him and a lot of other people were convinced that those would deteriorate, deteriorate your body. And those actually led to your death. So there's actually a video, you can bring it up on YouTube where he administers the AIDS virus in his own veins. Yeah. I will uh, not for, be watching that for everyone to see. Well, he died in uh, April 15th of 1995 of a heart attack. So we'll never know, um, if his, uh, if his theory was the future or not. <laughs> so that said, at the, so at the same time the AIDS outbreak happened in the 1980s, no one knew what the hell it was. I remember there were reports of it on the news where they called it the gay plague. Yeah, they it happened no in a bathhouse in San Francisco was where the first case was originated. All Well, actually they found, uh, I have a whole history of the AIDS thing, but we You're not going to do that in five it. minutes. You're right. down to like two right now. But it's us. very interesting. Okay, so, so then we're going to go to, at the same time, they had what was called the AIDS diet plan. And it was, it was spelled A-Y-D-S. And people would come up, wow, you lost so much weight. How'd you do it? AIDS. And so unfortunately, this was a great dietary product. A lot of people lost weight, but because it was called AIDS, it had to go, um, uh, it, unfortunately, they went bankrupt. But we're going to listen to the AIDS diet. I'm trying to hook it up while I'm talking. The uh, AIDS diet plan commercial from 
1980. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. The AIDS diet plan helped me get back into a size six. AIDS helps control your appetite so you lose weight, yet AIDS lets you taste, chew, and enjoy. And the appetite suppressant in AIDS is not a stimulant. AIDS helped me lose the weight and has nothing in it that could make me nervous. Question, why take diet pills when you can enjoy AIDS? AIDS helps you lose weight safely and effectively. Use only as directed. And here's one more. I've tried fad diets, powders, pills. Still, my weight's been up and down like a yo-yo until the AIDS plan taught me how to take off weight and help keep it off. AIDS may taste like a candy, but AIDS contains one of the most effective appetite suppressants you can buy. And there's no stimulant in AIDS that could make you nervous. With AIDS, I ate less, so the weight came off. To help keep it off when I sometimes want things loaded with calories, AIDS helps put me in control. Let the AIDS plan teach you how to take off weight and help keep it off. Try peanut butter AIDS. All right, so <laughs> try peanut butter AIDS. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That was that was actually playing along with news reports about AIDS. So anyway, that's all the time we have. Uh, Brandon, what have you learned about STDs today? Uh, I learned that if you need help with drugs or alcohol, call me 610-635-9092 or brandonovac.com. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much. And then if you'd like a, uh, a signed copy of Dream Seller or our new, would you stop that? <laughs> if, if you, uh, a signed copy of our graphic novel, The Brandon Novak Chronicles, or uh, our book Dream Seller, go to brandonnovak.com, ship internationally, or just go to amazon.com if you already have an account. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time.